Welcome to the Grow to Gold podcast. On today's episode, we have a live Zoom training with my co-captain, Mr. Kyle Freiberger, on the five ways to live a longer and happier life. So let's jump right into it. So what we're going to cover today is how to reduce stress, master your mindset, master your diet, sleep more, which God knows that's something I could do, recovery, and then we wrap it all up with takeaways. So jumping right in. First thing for reduced stress. Most importantly, there are two types of stress. One is mental, right? What's happening in your mind. And another one is physical. What's happening in your body. That's where you feel it. Mental stress, really important. Tony Robbins says this all the time. Nothing has meaning except the meaning you give for it. So your mental stress is all about how you choose to feel about the things that are happening in your life. Let me say that again for everybody. Mental stress is a choice. It's how you choose to feel about the things that are happening in your life. Very important. Physical stress. That's more of a common issue that most people aren't aware of, especially with how high energy and caffeinated our society is is these days. So it's over-exercising. Another big one, and Apple reminds me of this all the time on my iPhone, elongated screen time. Those are two of the biggest physical stresses. Your body and your mind are not meant to be looking at these lights all day long. So it's knowing when to pull away from that, and it's knowing when to rest. That makes the biggest difference in terms of just curbing some of that mental and physical stress that you're feeling on a day-to-day basis. And going into that, here's where this comes from. We live in a world that praises the people that never stop freaking hustling. It's this hustle mentality and this hustle society. But what's important to understand is that the people that are systematically, they have a process for this, they're unplugging and recovering are always the ones that end up ahead in the long run, right? It's that tortoise versus the hare mindset, but it's just way less sexy to talk about, right? It's not, if you turned on the news one day and, The news anchor said, everything's good today. We got nothing going on in the world. People would just shut it off and go back to their day to day. There always has to be something going on in order for people to be plugged in and the society keep functioning the way that it is. So you have to be aware of that. The never stop hustling mindset is literally killing you. And we're just about to talk about that here. There really is no need to be keeping up with the Joneses. I can't emphasize that enough. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. It doesn't matter what material possessions other people are acquiring. This mindset is nothing more than ego. If your neighbor buys a big, beautiful house and they have this beautiful car and you look at them and you say, wow, my house is not as big. My car is not as nice. I'm not going to let myself be happy. That's an ego problem. Everybody's fighting a battle that you know nothing about. It doesn't matter how nice their things are. It matters how happy their life is. And that mindset, that ego, that keeping up with the Joneses is literally killing you. And Kyle, I believe you had something you wanted to add to that, right? Yeah, man. Just to um, hit that nail on the head one more time and hit this home for everybody. Um, A little bit more about stress. Stress, when it happens to you, it releases a hormone called cortisol. 
Cortisol is a, a hormone that basically gives you the energy. It, it, it's what wakes us up in the morning. So our natural circadian rhythm says, hey, it's morning time. You know, if we have a consistent sleep routine, it naturally wakes you up. You don't need an alarm. You just wake up. That cortisol in today's society is pumped out so much more due to all the stresses in our lives, whether that's looking at a computer and getting the blue light, which stimulates stress, whether that's putting physical, physical exertions on herself, that's a, that's a type of stress, um, you know, work, life balance, family balance, all of these are stresses. So what happens is we typically, as a human race, are so much better or so much worse, I should say, at shutting that off and shutting that down and getting back to that rest and digest. And if you think about it, you know, thousands of years ago when there was none of this technology and uh, you're out in the wild, the only time that you really have stress are two, two times when you're, when you're really hungry and you're, you're searching for food. Um, but then the other time is if you have some sort of animal or something, and I, I always like to use a lion as the analogy because it seems to be the biggest, scariest thing in the wild. But let's say there's, there's, there's a lion and it's running at you, your body is going to say, okay, turn around and, and run, right? It's going to say, get the hell out of here. And it's going to release a bunch of cortisol. It's going to stress your body. It's going to make you sprint, but that can only last so long. You can't sprint forever from that lion. So you better run up a tree or, or find a way to get away from that lion. And so if you think about it in today's modern society, the fact that we're stressed all the time literally shows us that it's literally killing you. So that's just an, an, another way of thinking about it, another way of putting it into context because it's so important. That makes so much sense. Thank you, Kyle. And I think that goes hand in hand with this. Comparison truly is the thief of joy. So going back to even more modern time ex examples, right? If you're looking at somebody else and social media makes this so easy, guys, social media makes comparison with other people so easy. And that's whether you're comparing yourself to people that you perceive to be above you and you're saying, oh, I'm not going to let myself be happy because they have X, Y, and Z, and I don't. Or you're comparing yourself to people that are maybe in your mind beneath you, even though I hate to say that, maybe to make yourself feel a little bit better. You are perfectly fine as you are. And feeling that there's something out there that you're not, that is literally robbing you of the joy that you owe yourself. So just keep that in mind. Next one, master your mindset. You cannot fix internal problems with external solutions. You just can't do it. You're never going to be happy if you keep working for external goals and expecting that to cure the way you feel about yourself on the inside. And it's so unfortunate because so many people feel that once they get to a certain point, once they have a certain amount of money, once they're in that perfect relationship, once they're living in their dream home or behind the wheel of their dream car, that they're all of a sudden going to be happy. That void they feel in their stomach and their heart is going to go away. And it doesn't work that way. You have to fix internal first. The, then the external will happen because you're working towards something when you already feel satisfied with you. And the biggest problem with that in our society is that that doesn't have to translate to complacency. A lot of people feel like if I let myself be happy, I'm complacent and therefore I will not work hard. I am here to tell you firsthand and you talk to anybody that's achieved a reasonable amount of success. It starts internal first. The external then has a way of manifesting itself because you're enjoying the process. 
So keep that in mind. If you're feeling like there's something not right right now and you're using an external goal to motivate you to fix that, you need to look at your mindset there because that's broken and backwards. But that's not your fault. It's the way society has pre-programmed you. And you can unwire that belief. Your journey is your journey alone. This is my favorite quote. If you were in a place while listening to this to write something down, please write this quote down. It will change your life. Never look in someone else's bowl unless you are checking to make sure they have enough. Let me say that again. Never look in someone's bowl unless you are checking to make sure they have enough. There is abundance everywhere you look. Stop comparing yourself to somebody else because it's not helping you and it's creating judgment. There's abundance everywhere and in everything. The only place scarcity exists is within your own mind. And it is for that reason that you need to learn to master your mindset. Abundance is literally everywhere. We live in a universe that is ever expanding. So the only place scarcity exists is between your two ears. And you need to understand that. There is no such thing as shortage in this world. There is just your mindset that there is. You have to practice gratitude. Gratitude is the key that unlocks the door to abundance. Gratitude is the key that unlocks the door to abundance. If you really think about it, most of the things that you take for granted right this moment, the ability to be listening to this in your headphones or at your computer or on your $1,000 smartphone, somebody in this world right now is praying for that. And you're taking maybe something like that for granted. Somebody's taking their last breath right now. And that's not you. You can hear, you can see, right? If you have the, if you, if you're fortunate enough to have the ability to see and understand that you are light years ahead of most people. So what you take for granted right now, the smallest of things somebody is praying for. So always remember to be grateful. And there's a big difference between being grateful and practicing gratitude. Practicing gratitude is something you should be doing every single day. For me, last five or six years, my wife and I have been practicing gratitude every single morning. And what it does for me is it activates my reticular activating system, my RAS, which is the part in my brain that once I write down three or four things I'm grateful for in the morning, and I'm actively thinking about different things to write down every day so it's not constantly repeating, your mind starts looking for things because you're programming it first thing in the morning to look for other things in your day-to-day -to, -day to be grateful for. Not just so you can write them down tomorrow, but because now your brain is actively looking for something. It's like when you buy a red car. Now you're seeing red cars everywhere. It's not because there's more red cars. It's because you're being more, your reticular activating system is now plugging you into it. You're becoming aware of that what you are looking for. So make sure you're practicing gratitude. It's a big thing in life. And the next thing here I want to share with everybody, this is one of my favorite things I've ever, ever come across. And it's an old Sioux legend that goes like this. In ancient times, the creator wanted to hide something from humans until they were ready to see it. He gathered all of the other creatures of creation to ask for their advice. The eagle said, give it to me and I will take it to the highest mountain in all the land. But the creator said, no, one day they will conquer the mountain and find it. The salmon said, leave it with me and I will hide it at the very bottom of the ocean. But the creator said, no, for humans are explorers at heart and one day they will go there too. 
The buffalo said, I will take it and bury it in the very heart of the great plains. But the creator said, no, for one day, even the skin of the earth will be ripped open and they will find it there. The creatures of creation were stumped. But then an old blind mole spoke up. Why don't you put it inside of them? That's the very last place they'll look. The creator said it is done. And I got chills literally just saying that because we all have something so special inside of us, but we're looking everywhere external to find what's already inside of us. Look inside of yourself. And if you're self-aware enough to understand that, help wake other people up. That's why we're doing these calls. That's why we're creating this Grow to Gold community. So hopefully that all makes sense. And Kyle, I want to kick this over to you. Yeah, just uh, leading into the next thing, mastering your diet. You cannot operate properly if your body is not being fueled properly. And the analogy I like to use here is if you take your car to a gas station, you put gas in it. You don't start thinking, oh, what else could I put in my car? You know, maybe throw in some oil in the gas tank. Your car probably won't run very well, if at all. It's the same thing with our bodies, yet we choose to ignore it. Um, there's too many people telling us what to do um, or what to eat based upon what they have found that works for them. And this is a big one. This is another keeping up with the Joneses mentality. Listening to other people's diets is not going to work for you. You have a gut biome in your, your uh, millions or billions of bacteria in your gut, and they're all different compared to everybody else. It's like a fingerprint. It's just as unique, if not more unique. But we now have enough data. To, and we, yeah, this, this ties into we have enough data. We know that each and every person's individual diet, um, their optimal diet is unique to them. So this means like if you, you know, just because broccoli is a healthy food, it doesn't mean that it might be, it, it might not be healthy for you based upon whether you have the, uh, I believe it's called molybdenum or molybdenum. Don't, don't quote me on that word, but if you have, if you're sufficient in that, it's a mineral. If you're deficient in that, your body cannot break down broccoli properly and you'll get very gassy and you'll get cramps. And that actually is doing more damage than good, even though there's great nutrients in broccoli. So just understanding this and talking to a naturopath or getting some gut testing done, if you do have some of the symptoms of you know, excessive gas, gut cramps, um, gastric reflexes, stuff like that, you don't have to live like that. But nobody teaches us this. Nobody tells us this. And we're just looking at everybody else's diet. And there's a paleo diet. And there's a vegan diet. And there's all these diets. And that just understanding that it, not one diet will fit all for everybody. So eating short for short-term gratification, like this is super important. It's robbing you of long-term health, right? Eating for short-term gratification is robbing you of long-term health. And it's like, well, yeah, but you know, I'm going to die anyways, whatever, uh, or I'm predisposed, you know, I have a predisposition genetically to whatever, or I have this, I have that, I'm probably going to die anyway. It's like, yeah, but wouldn't you like to try and live a little bit longer? If, if there's, you know, maybe, maybe there's some simpler, um, maybe there's some simpler solutions out there that you just don't know about. Maybe it's just taking that, asking those questions, working with a coach, working with nutritionists, you know, it doesn't mean like you can, I'm robbing you of having fun. I'm just your short-term gratification with sugar and ice cream. And I'm not saying I don't eat ice cream, but it's just, again, we, we have to pick and choose. We have to figure out what works for us. And, you know, overall, this exact same broken mindset has you trying to keep up with the Joneses. This is like, this is what has you keeping up with the Joneses in the first place. This broken mindset of 
short-term satisfaction and, uh, you know, missing out on that long-term gains, those long-term results. And when you get to 80 years old and you're looking back, you know, how many how many people are going to be kicking themselves being like, well, I wish I made that decision back then. I wish I took care of myself back then. And we know it's going to happen. You go ask any 80 year old out there. There's so many of them. I, I talk to them all on the golf course very often. That's where I get my incentive from. But looking at this inflammation, it's just it's linked to so many different things, obesity, diabetes, gingivitis, cardiovascular disease, eye disorders, joint pain. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Asthma, Alzheimer's, it's, there's so many things that are linked to um, diet and then that ties right into sleep. So many things that are linked to sleep. And this one, if it doesn't scare you, I didn't do my job correctly in this slide. If it does not scare you when I talk about sleep, I did not do my job correctly because it is so important and we have so much evidence now. It's just a matter of getting it out into the world. Another reason we're trying to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish on this, uh, on this episode, but the average adult needs seven hours. And I say seven hours as a minimum. And we know that we've it's, it's in all the literature. And if you tell me you can survive off 11, less than seven hours of sleep, I'm going to call bullshit. <laughs> and, uh, because it's true, we see it. Just because you're getting used to surviving off of seven hours of sleep, that does not mean that it's good for you or that it's healthy for you. Less than seven hours of sleep is directly correlated to Alzheimer's and several other life-shortening diseases, like several, several, several. There's a book called Why We Sleep by Matt Walker, and it is a must read for anybody who thinks that they can skip out on sleep. So going further down this rabbit hole of sleep, there's another, like this sleep in general and, and sleeping less than seven hours, it is a nonstop hustle glorification cultural norm, right? That is literally killing you. It's, it's keeping up with the Joneses it can, right? You are every single day, you're subconsciously being programmed to believe that you're keeping up with the Joneses, eating based on short-term impulses and sleeping for only a few hours. And that's the magic formula, right? For success. That's what it takes. It takes Oh, sleep when I'm dead. I only, you know, I only need to sleep three hours because I'm trying to build this multi-billion dollar company. But I'm telling you, through the research, through the podcast, through all the information that I've learned and that Brett's learned, we know, and we want to emphasize this over and over again, you will die quicker from sleep deprivation than starvation. Let that sink in. And I've looked it up a few times just to make sure, because I knew this, you know, this was a point that I brought up and I researched it one more time. It's about 12 days about two weeks and you die from, from sleep um, deprivation. The longest person I believe that lasted without eating, um, I think they went over a year, like people have gone over a year, depending on your body composition, obviously, but I know there was one guy that fasted for 365 days. So think about that. So obviously if you can fast for 365 days, but you die from sleep, uh, sleep deprivation after two weeks, you tell me which one's more important. So we have all of these regulations, all of these rules, all these guidelines for food, but then sleep just gets thrown out the window. So getting adequate, adequate sleep is what allows your body to recover and repair. And that leads us into the next topic. But before, um, this is just a little understanding of how detrimental uh, uh, you know, sleep deprivation is. Um, you know, even in the aviation world, we, we look at this often as a pilot because we are dealing with some of these, um, you know, extensive days, 
But when we go over a certain hour, um, like we're flying overseas and we go beyond a certain amount of flight hours, we actually have three or four pilots and then we have a little sleeping quarters because yeah, the moment you're awake for 21 hours without sleep, it is the same as legally being drunk. So if you're going to tell me that you can survive on five hours of sleep and then go, you know, make perfect decisions or make really good decisions in your business or as a pilot, as a leader, as a leader of a team, you're going to tell me you're going to make good decisions on 21 hours, you know, being awake for 21 hours or, or 18 hours. You know, this is, this is all in the science right here. It's like you're being drunk. You tell me, do you make good decisions when you're drunk? So that leads us into recovery. Recovery is, you know, one of the last things when we talk about, but it's obviously just another, such an important topic. And when you exert stress on your body, um, just to kind of expand on what recovery means. So first, when you exert a stress on your body, it causes micro tears in your muscles and then it causes like micro, micro fractures in your bones. And while that does seem scary, it actually is the process that um, of, re of repairing those that actually makes you stronger. So allowing sufficient time for your muscles and bones to recover between exercises, that is actually when they recover and become stronger. So the, the, you, you exert a force on the muscle, it tears a little bit, you give it time to mend, and in that process, it becomes stronger. So the, this process cannot happen or happen properly if you are not stopping, if you're never stopping, which is, you know, and, and the other part of that is sleep. Like if you're not sleeping, then you're not allowing your body to recover. If you're just working out every single day, and this is one that people just don't understand. We went back to the stress, the, uh, the physical part of stress. You know, a lot of people are not aware that we're stressing our bodies, overstressing our bodies each and every day. So adding stress on top of stress on top of stress is just a big old recipe for long-term disaster. You need to value your recovery time just as much, if not more. And, I'm, I, and I do say, I do stress, if not more, than you do the exercise time. Because again, what did we just learn? Recovery is actually when you get stronger, not when you're exercising. When you're exercising, you're actually breaking down your body. And this is another, another key point here is that astronauts go out to space for a year. When they come back, they're measured, they're, they measure their bone density and their muscle mass, and it deteriorates no matter how hard they try. Because here on Earth, we have gravity, we have weight, we have these things that are always pulling down our body. And that is like one of the fundamental reasons that it's so important to recover is just understanding that those key principles. So another thing, um, for all you athletes, all you, all the people out there that want to work out, want to get stronger, performance is directly correlated to recovery, not to how often you work out, not how hard you push, not how, you know, yeah, sure. Like the more weight you carry, the more that muscle rips. So then the more it, but then the more time it needs to recover so that it does get stronger. It does get stronger afterwards just such an important key topic. And then this is a great quote, just to sum it up. Recovery is training. There's just no other way to put it. It is the most important part of training. So it. yeah, it's just, it's just a fact people. It's just absolutely a fact. So the takeaways from this mental and physical stress for most people is the byproduct 
of always trying to keep up with the Joneses and the broken ideology of the world. It's, it's what, you know, just we cause our own stress. We choose to stress. And as much as you think that I'm, you know, full of crap, think about it. It's just such a, uh, it's such a topic that it, we're, it's just ingrained into our brains because of society and how we, we grow up. So we can train that. We can train our mindset to think differently. Gratitude is the key that unlocks the door to abundance. You cannot fix internal problems with external solutions. I love it. I love it. Excellent job there, Kyle. And just closing out here, and you cannot, as Kyle put it perfectly, you cannot operate properly if your body is not being fueled properly. If you drive a beautiful brand new BMW and you have to put premium gas in it, and you continue to fill it up with regular or diesel gas. It is only a matter of time until your beautiful brand new BMW, your dream car is beautiful on the exterior, but it is broken and it will not run. And if you're feeling inflammation, that was something I was dealing with for a long time. Then I cut out cheese and it's made a big difference for me. But if you're feeling inflammation, you need to understand that. That is your body's way of telling you, you need to make a change. It cannot process it. And that goes back to what we just said. Your mind cannot operate properly if your body is not being fueled properly. So reduce inflammation to extend your life. Remember that. And one more thing on inflammation, people often get scared when we say, okay, you know, you have to cut out these certain items like gluten and, and cheese, but there are so many alternatives out there now. There's just, there's so many alternatives. It's just a matter of getting on Google or, or dealing with a nutritionist or a coach, um, somebody that understands it, but there's just so many substitutes that it's not really changing your life. And this is where the habit coaching kind of comes in. When I talk to people about, you know, getting rid of a bad habit, I never use those words. You can't stop a bad habit, but you can replace a bad habit. And that is such a key thing to think about when we're trying to make these changes in our lives. Perfect. And then from here, you will die quicker from sleep deprivation than starvation. That is a mind-blowing fact, but it makes total sense. This should tell everybody all you need to know about how important sleep is. And it goes back to the keeping up with the Joneses and the broken ideology of the world. It is totally fine if you don't get up at four o'clock in the morning. I promise you, you can still be successful sleeping till seven, eight, nine o'clock. I promise and you. And the other stat on sleep deprivation, when I was looking it up to really understand that it was, it's a, you know, around 14 days varies obviously person to person, but it's actually not like the lack of sleep. It's actually the amount of stress on your body that builds up because you're not recovering. It builds up because you're not allowing it to rest. So think about that. Things start shutting down because of stress. It's just crazy. And then just in closing, it, it, it's, it really is, allowing sufficient time for your muscles and bones to recover after exertions or when they recover and grow stronger. Again, this goes back to the overarching theme of this entire call. It is perfectly fine and it, it, it's, it's, it's expected and needed for you to rest and recover. It is when you grow. You will never, never grow things that you are not resting. You need to unplug yourself. You need to understand that it is okay to step away. And it goes back to what we said before, just in closing. You're not going to fix these external, these internal problems with these external solutions. 
You need to take back control of your own mindset and understand just like that story, the old legend, everything you have is already inside of you. It's not external, it's internal. And when you believe that and you live that and you live every day happy, good things come from that. When you rest and you don't judge yourself, good things come from that. That's the place you want to be operating from, not this place of scarcity and stress. You're not, even if you do somehow achieve that end desired result, we've all been there. If you didn't enjoy the way that you took to get there, you're not going to enjoy the end result as much as you want to. It just doesn't work that way. And at some point you have to be mature enough to understand that. So thank you for, thank you to everybody for joining us for this episode. Here's where you can find us. Find me here, obviously on the grow to gold podcast, also on Instagram at grow to gold. And we also had Kyle Freiberger of a captain's mindset on here. You will find him on Instagram at FCH underscore coaching. So Kyle, thank you so much for co-hosting this training here with me. Anything you'd like to say just to close us out? Uh, no, I think we got most of the key points and, and just so everyone understands, we're just super passionate about sharing this knowledge. You know, there is so much more to this. This is not a pill. This is not a one size fits all. This is not, this is not suggesting you have to do everything on your own either. This is, this is just information that is out there. It's free. It's on the internet, but you know, getting it out to the rest of the world as much as we can and doing it from a place of passion for us and purpose. Um, this is what we're all about here. So reach out to us if you have any questions at all, and we'll do our best to answer them. But I appreciate you having me on the show, Brett.